Hey everyone, and welcome back to another post from r slash ask reddit, a subreddit where anyone can ask a question and the most popular questions and answers get upvoted to the top. Today's question, what is your most terrifying, we need to leave now, random rush of fear you've ever felt? In high school, my buddy and I were riding our dirt bikes on the trails that ran around the logging roads in southwest Washington. Thousands and thousands of acres of undeveloped land would just gravel, logging roads, and trails. We were on our way back to the truck when we stopped at an intersection to figure out which way to turn. Three dudes in overalls, no shirts, and full-face helmets rode out of the woods on quads. They rode a few slow circles around us, then took off back into the woods. We booked the F right out of there. Turns out, all that underdeveloped land is also good for growing, cooking, and dumping. My car was stolen the very night. I moved into my new house in a very good neighborhood. The neighbors had warned us that the neighborhood was being targeted at the time. They mentioned a woman around the corner that opened the door for knockers in the middle of the night, and they attacked her and robbed her and almost killed her. We had reported the car stolen and did the police reports when it happened. Well, two nights later, in the middle of the night, I hear a knock on the door, and they said, open up, it's the police. Well, since I had heard the story about the other lady, I was suspicious, and I did not answer. I grabbed my kids and put them up in my daughter's room because I had access to the roof from the window. I called the police to say that two men claiming to be police are pounding on my door. They said there were no police in the area, and they're sending a car. Turns out, these same guys stole the car, came back for seconds. And I did get my car back because they brought it back with them. One of the times I ran away from my abusive mother, I was hiding out at an internet cafe. For context, I was 12. I'd been there for a few days, and the guy running the show overnight knew me and knew what was going on at home because I laid it on him a few months earlier when he was like, hey, it's 2 a.m., don't you need to go home? He didn't care about me especially, but he didn't care enough to kick me out either, so as long as I wasn't causing any trouble, he'd let me sleep under one of the desks at the back, since it was always quiet overnight. Anyway, this night I was just hanging out at the back, and I was bored with nothing to do. My brain was like, go to the bathroom. But I didn't need to pee or anything, so I was like, uh... And then my brain was more urgent. Go to the bathroom now! So I was like, okay, and did. I went into a stall and just kind of stood there for a few minutes, confused. Then I went back out. The guy on the front desk comes over and was like, Dude, someone just came in asking if I'd seen you. Said it was your mother. After a cycle of running away, getting caught, running away again... I finally got away from her and had CPS take all my allegations seriously two years later and moved to a different city, but I moved back about five years ago. I'm not really a believer in psychic links, but since I've been back, I've sometimes had this feeling in myself like a deep dread, and then I look around to see my mother walking down the road across the street or driving past me or something. I was getting coffee about six months back and got that feeling, so I looked around just in time to see her walking into the store. At a summer camp, a buddy of mine and I climbed out onto a tin roof of a big hall that was built on the side of a steep hill. On one side, you could climb out right onto the roof, 
On the other side, it was a three-story fall onto concrete. Being teenage idiots, we climbed from the low side over the peak of the sloped metal roof and were inching down towards the edge of the high side. We had sneakers on and had pretty solid footing, so it wasn't outrageously dangerous. Then, out of absolute nowhere, raindrops started falling. We both look at each other and realize this is really bad, and we try to start backing up, but wherever there is even the slightest dampness, the metal is now completely slick. There is nothing to hold onto. The grip of the rubber shoes on dry metal was all we had. I look at him and see the panic in his eyes that I'm feeling too. We are trying to move up this roof as fast as we can, and the raindrops are falling harder every second. I see him break completely free and start sliding down with his eyes frozen in terror. Somehow, miraculously, he stops sliding. I made it to the top, scrambled down, grabbed a branch near, and leaned back over the top trying to give him something to grab. He eventually makes it high enough to grab the branch, and I pull him up and over. I have never felt panic like that. We were so lucky to make it out of there. When me and two of my cousins went camping with our family, we were probably about eight to nine years old, we stayed in a campground that had a playground near our spot. We would go often, just the three of us, to play and go back to our camper when it started to get dark, because it wasn't too far. But one day we were playing, and we weren't the only kids there, but this man, probably in his 40s, came up to us with a dog and started talking to my cousins, and they were very trusting. He kept asking them if they wanted hot dogs or cookies, and where they were from, telling us that his camper was just over there if we wanted snacks. This guy gave me a super weird vibe immediately, so I looked at my cousins after being quiet the whole time and said, I think I hear grandma yelling for us. Dinner is probably ready. And they argued and were confused, but after I gave them the look, they just shrugged and listened to me. That guy gave me the heebie-jeebies, and we never saw him again after that day. I used to drive for Lyft. Last year, I picked up a young couple from a bar at about 1.30 a.m. They were fairly chill, and I figured it would be my last ride of the night. The dude asked me to stop at a corner store on the way to their destination so that he could get cigarettes. I didn't see any harm in waiting, so I stopped and had a nice chat with the young woman while he was in the store. He ended up being about five minutes since everyone was trying to get their pre-2am beer. When he came out, he asked me to take him to a location that was in the opposite direction of their destination, but was only about a mile away. He said he wanted to meet some friends real quick and grab some beer. Since I figured it would be my last ride of the night, I said, F it, why not? And I drive him over there. Now, I know the town we live in fairly well, but the direction that we were coming from was not a way I was used to going when I would go to this location. So when I turned onto the destination street, I missed the turn into a complex parking lot. I just came to a complete stop since the roads were empty and asked them if they just wanted me to park on the street or pull into the complex. This is when the two of them started arguing as he suddenly wanted to go in and hang out for a few minutes while she didn't want to go in at all. She just wanted him to do his thing and get out of there so they could go home. And then something hit my car. The sound is unmistakable to me, so I immediately started to look around to figure out what it was. But there were no other cars on the road, so that couldn't have been it. 
Then I moved to the next thing on my mental checklist. If something didn't hit me, then what did I hit? But that didn't make any sense either, as I'd been in park and couldn't have hit anything. It's at this point that the young lady's attitude completely changed. She just kind of looked around and then said, Can we just get out of here? It hurts, and I want to go home. This was odd to me, as she'd been sitting in my car for about 10 minutes at this point and hadn't said a word about any kind of pain. She followed this up with, It hurts, and I can't move. Put her hand to her back and pulled it out covered in blood. What the F? So the guy just starts freaking out, thinking that something in my trunk had exploded. But it was empty. As he reached over to tend to her, I noticed something white sticking out of the seat. This hadn't been there at the beginning of the night. So I asked him what it was. He pulled on it. It was a piece of the filler fuzz from my seat. It came out of the hole that had been made in the seat. Because she'd been shot. As soon as he grabbed that fuzz... We both had the same realization. He slammed shut his door, and I drove them straight to the hospital, which was only a couple of miles away. That realization, and the follow-up realization of, oh, someone could still shoot you while you were sitting here, was one of the most terrifying things I'd ever experienced. When I was a preteen, a strange man stopped and asked me for directions that didn't make sense. As I'm trying to help him, a van rolls up and the side door opens. I just booked it and never looked back. Once, when I was about 11, I think, I was walking to my sister's house. This kind of nervous, kind of sketchy-looking guy stopped me and asked for directions. To a street one block over. Now, sure, people sometimes get lost when they're super close to their destination, but he was going to the main street in our district. Everyone knew where that street was. I tell him, already suspicious of what this guy wants. And then he nervously says, how much? Me being F and 11 and go, uh, what? He repeats, how much? For one hour, sex. As I was only one street away from my sister, I bolted out of there, not looking behind me. He asked a kid how much she was willing to prostitute herself for. Admittedly, some kids do dress way more mature than they are. I, however, did not. I wore whatever my mother was willing to buy me, and that particular day, it was an oversized fleece sweater, ratty jeans, and super cheap sneakers. I looked like a kid. Tam, I had a similar experience when I was 14. I was walking home from school when a creepy older guy pulled over his work van, got out, was asking me for directions to a well-known local place. Like he didn't understand what I was saying in an obvious attempt to draw out the conversation. So that alone set alarm bells off in my head. But then he kept looking around the whole time, and I knew he was about to try something. Some lady happened to be walking from her house to her car. So I yelled out, Hey mom, can you come here and help give this guy some directions? Surprisingly, the lady actually came over. And as she did, she yelled something like, Your father and your big brothers will be out in a minute. Are you ready to go? He looked panicked, quickly got back into his car and took off. Once he left, that lady told me she knew what was up 
and made sure I was okay before letting me use her phone to call the cops. Turns out I wasn't the only girl he tried to, to lure abduct. My faith in humanity was both damaged and restored that day. This was by far the creepiest thing to ever happen to me. It's a bit long, but bear with me. For context, I live only a few streets away from my workplace. This guy came to my floor one day for a team meeting. Ever since then, he made a point to pass my desk when walking to the kitchen, which doesn't make sense logistically, as the elevator basically opens right onto the kitchen. Keep in mind, this guy is a complete stranger. Nobody had ever seen him on our floor, so my work friends knew he purposely came to our floor just to see me. He would make excuses to be near me whenever I'm in the kitchen, like go get a glass of water while I'm washing my dishes. He was always alone, never spoke to anyone, only watched me. This happened for about three months. One day, he happened to be downstairs at the time I finished work. He then knew exactly what time I finished and waited downstairs for me every day. He just sat there watching, waited up for us to leave, then went back up. One day, I walked out with a friend. We saw him sitting downstairs, quickly walked out of the building and parted ways, assuming he would go back up now that we left. Boy, was I wrong. My friend walked off in the opposite direction, leaving me alone. I had crossed the road and was just about to turn to the direction of my apartment when some higher power compelled me to turn around. The feeling that rushed over me just then, I had never felt it before. It was like a mix of all the most negative emotions in the world, all swirling into one massive super cloud of fear. When people talk about the flight or fight response, this was literally that. To this day, I still not con- cannot understand what made me turn around when I generally never do that. I was smart enough to go in a completely different direction so he wouldn't know where I live. He walked a short distance behind, crossed the road, and checked to see where I was walking home to. Another male colleague happened to finish work at the same time this went down, followed him, and waited to see what he was doing. Stalking the stalker? He confirmed that he absolutely followed to see which direction I was going, and then went back into the building once I had walked too far ahead. He would have only need to follow me a short distance to see where I lived. This happened a few more times before I finally reported his ass and got him banned from entering all buildings associated with my company. Turns out he didn't even actually work for my company. He was an external contractor and shouldn't have even been in my building in the first place. I went to a movie on Halloween when I was in high school with my boyfriend at the time. It was a huge theater where there was a staircase all the way to the top row that opened in the middle of the row so you could sit on either side of the opening. My boyfriend and I sat in the back row on one side of the opening. We were watching the movie and around 30 to 40 minutes after the movie started, a guy walked in by himself wearing a big sweater and sat on the other side of the opening. He didn't really do anything at first, but it gave me a bad feeling, and I felt uncomfortable, but I continued watching the movie. I noticed the guy seemed really nervous and wasn't paying any attention to the movie. I really couldn't figure out why, but he was stressing me out big time, and I just felt like we had to get the F out of there. I told my boyfriend that I was probably being silly, but I wanted to leave. As we were leaving, we informed the staff about the guy, 
just in case. Turns out they had been looking for him, as people had reported seeing a guy of that description behaving strangely in the parking lot earlier. The police came, and he apparently had quite a few large hunting knives hidden under his sweatshirt. My mom and I were walking our dog on a semi-secluded dried-up riverbed. For context, I was probably seven or eight. A couple approached us, and instantly something in my gut told me that they weren't safe. The man asked some weird questions like, Is it just you and your daughter here? And then he proceeded to say that he took pictures of kids for a living, and that he would love to have me model for him. I didn't wait to hear the rest of the conversation because after that, I took off. And I'm ashamed to admit, I left my mom and dog behind with the creepy guy. My mom was livid saying how rude I was and how worried she was because she didn't know where I went. But the intense leave now feeling that came over me totally clouded any sort of reasoning. One night when I was very young and at a bar, I got quite drunk. Some guy propositioned me to go back to his place, and I was up for it. I left my car because he told me just to ride in his since I had been drinking, and we went riding down the road. It was quite a ways, and I started to question him where we were going. He said it was just up the road, on the river. He pulls over to the side of US-1 and points to a two-story house on the river. It was very dark, and the only light was of the moon. We walk down the dock to get to the front door. He gets in front of me and is playing with a doorknob, and as he pushes it open, he turns to me and says, Please don't make me turn the light on and let you see how dirty my place looks. So of course, drunk and stupid, I said, no problem, and probably giggled. He guides me by the hand up the set of stairs. We get to the top, and he says, I just have a mattress on the floor. I hope you don't mind. And again, drunk and stupid me just sits down on the mattress, not thinking about anything. As I sit there in the dark, I start to get my vision becoming clearer. Everything looks off. The mattress has no sheet on it, and I hear a whisper in my ear, Get out. I jumped up. I ran down the stairs. I ran out of the door and down the dock. I ran across US-1 and up to a house that was across the street. I ran up to the door and started beating on the door and screaming for help. I turn and look and the guy is running across US-1 at me chasing me. I start screaming more and more as I'm afraid this house is abandoned. Right as the guy gets up about 10 feet away, the porch light turns on. The guy stops, turns around, and went back to his truck. The poor guy whose door I was beating on came out and saw me crumbled, crying on his porch. The sweet man got in his car and drove me back to the bar 20 miles away so that I could get my car. I never saw him again. I never even knew his name, but he saved my life. I know he did. I was a 13-year-old girl camping with my best friend and her mom by a lake. My friend's mom was not the world's best mother and allowed my friend to get drunk. I had one drink, so I was a little tipsy, but I still had my wits about me. It was about 11 at night and my very drunk friend randomly decided to go swimming so I chased after her to keep an eye on her and make sure she didn't hurt herself. And God, I'm so glad I did. Two men followed us out to the lake. We didn't notice until my friend and I had swam a few dozen yards into the water. The men were very drunk, stumbling with their beer bottles in hand. They were catcalling us. They waded into the water 
getting closer and closer. My friend was so drunk and wanting so badly to seem cool to these grown-up men. Drunk 13-year-olds aren't the most rational thinkers. At first, she tried to respond to their questions, but I knew something very bad would happen if we didn't get away, so I repeatedly whispered to her, they're going to rape us, they're going to rape us, we need to leave now. I think that finally knocked some sense in her inebriated brain, but she agreed to swim towards the shore with me, away from the men. They called after us, asking where we were going, and my friend yelled, away from you! Back then, I second-guessed myself and wondered if maybe I had been a little too dramatic. But now, as an adult, I realized just how much danger we were in, and I'm so thankful that 13-year-old me knew to trust her gut. My girlfriend and I were camping in the woods, a nice spot by a rushing river. The evening had gone well, and we turned in for the night. Sometime later, I wake up needing to pee. I do my business and head back to the tent. I'm sitting on the edge of the tent, taking my shoes off when I see it. A vaguely human shape suddenly jumps out in my mind, and I freeze. I stare through the dark at this shape, just a silhouette by the dim starlight, wondering if I'm seeing things or if someone is creeping on us. Then the shape moves. It rises up, becoming a larger outline partially blotted by the trees. Bear! My mind screams at me. I whip into action, reaching for my knife with one hand while zipping the tent closed for some barrier between me and it. It's then that I hear a noise over the rush of the river. Hey, wait for me! Apparently, my girlfriend had come out after I did, and I just didn't realize it. The time I felt a small shark delicately scrape my foot with its teeth in its effort to curiously figure out what I was, like it literally felt like it gently took my heel into its mouth, and I felt the barest brush of teeth all around my heel. It didn't break the skin. I didn't realize it was a shark, murky water, until I reflexively kicked and felt its sharky skin against the bottom of my foot. It felt like a small shark, so a juvenile of some species, or maybe an adult Atlantic sharp nose, I'm not sure. My mom told me my eyes got huge, and I looked at her like I wanted to nope right out of the ocean that second. I did not go back into the water. I used to climb up to the Hollywood sign all the time. I took a bunch of friends there one night that had never been. This is in the late 2000s. Usually, it's just an uneventful climb other than some fairly steep parts. This time was different. About halfway up, I get a really weird feeling. I wasn't sure what it was. Two steps later, I hear this quickly, repeatedly, whistly sound. Unmistakable. I knew what it was immediately. I heard it once before in Northern California when I was in elementary school. I couldn't see it right then in the Hollywood Hills but I'd seen the source of the sound clearly when I was younger. It was an effing mountain lion. I put my hand out sharply, straight behind me with my palm open towards everyone else. They told me later that they could tell by how much my body language changed that it was really serious. I leaned backwards while not breaking line of sight where I thought the sound was coming from. My friend leaned in his chin up on my shoulder and I told him in the most calm voice I could 
to make everyone start climbing down very slowly. I think because there were so many of us, we got away without incident. But the absolute stone-making fear I felt that night was intense, going from laughing and having a good time to immediate silence and maximum sensory perception. It was wild. I never climbed the sign again. A couple of years ago, I snuck into an abandoned orphanage with a couple of buddies. Dumb, I know. But drunk college kids? Fine dumb. We stepped down through a basement window onto a barrel. Easy. We get down and walk through the hallway when we notice a drop of blood by our feet. After close examination of ourselves, we notice none of us are bleeding. We shined our flashlight further ahead and notice the blood continues into the darkness. We nope the F out of there as fast as possible. Trespassing with someone something else injured in the basement of this building? No thanks. My dad was into heavy drugs. Heroin, mescaline, coke, and would binge drink. During these times, he would beat my mom senseless and threaten our lives if we cried or tried to get help. My sister and I witnessed the stuff at least twice a year until we were around 13. One night, I woke up to my dad screaming and my sister crying. He had my mom's head under his foot with a shotgun in her mouth. I was paralyzed and thought for sure I was about to see my mom die. He yelled for us to run into the woods behind our house because after he killed my mom, he was going to come out and hunt us next. I grabbed my sister and bolted out back of our single wide and ran to the neighbor's house. They hid us there for about three days and never called the police. Nobody ever called the police. And my mom stayed with him until I was 18. I still have nightmares and can smell the old blood. Wow, this is an incredibly intense post. Reading these stories gave me chills. Do you have any stories you'd like to share? We would love to hear them in the comments below. If you liked the video, leave a like or a comment. It always helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to hear more and see more posts from r slash askreddit and other subreddits when they come out on the channel, please subscribe. As always, thank you so much for watching and for listening. Hey everyone and welcome back to r slash askreddit, the subreddit where anyone can ask a question and the most interesting answers get upvoted to the top. Today's question, what was the best moment you've seen where the real world hit a spoiled rich kid? Knew a rich kid whose parents bought a car for and he treated it like absolute garbage. Purposely driving it really hard and generally abusing it confident in the notion that his parents would buy him the one he wanted after he destroyed the one they got him. Well, they didn't buy him another one. Ever. He rode the city bus and bummed rides off of friends after that. He was the most entitled effer I'd ever met. If he was over at your house, he would just help himself to whatever was in the fridge like it was some sort of paid buffet. I saw Justin Bieber throw a shit fit and end up not getting what he wanted. We have quarterly team building exercises at my company where you basically go and play mini golf or some other activity capped at $25 a person. Sometime between 2009 and 2011, I really can't remember exactly, 
my group just decided to go for a fancy lunch in downtown Portland. After lunch, we took one of our coworkers to the semi-famous Nike store, which was a couple of blocks away, and that was the day Justin Bieber happened to show up. When he and his entourage arrived, he said something somewhat loudly along the lines of, Y'all are gonna have to leave for a bit because I'm here to do some shopping. And some of his people acted like they were going to try and politely force the already present customers out of the store so Bieber could shop alone. But the Nike employees even more politely told him that was not possible. At that point, Bieber lost it. I mean, he threw a total tantrum because they wouldn't shut down the store for him. The tantrum didn't work, and he and his folks left in a huff. That's really my only celebrity in the wild encounter, and it's freaking lame. This kid. He was a 17-year-old in my dad's hometown that was known for driving fast and being an all-around asshole on the road. He had multiple speeding tickets and a DUI on record. At 17! The DUI incident was actually a car crash that totaled his car and led to him having his jaw wired shut. So what do his parents do? They give him his license back and buy him a brand new car, which I'm pretty sure was a WRX, which crashed into a utility truck, killing himself, his sister, and her friend while doing almost twice the speed limit on a residential road. Spoiled rich kid showed up to school in a $325,000 sports car. He was showing off, lost control of the car, and drove it through a brick wall and totaled it. Dad buys a rich kid a Mercedes. It was pinkish, salmon-colored, so the kid bitched about it. Dad took it away, sold it, and never bought him another car. Rich brat had to buy his own. Saw a college guy with a ridiculously expensive car. Can't remember the model. Rear end this woman who drove an absolute beater. Her car was definitely totaled and his wasn't looking that hot either. He got out and started screaming at this woman. She was in tears. He kept telling her that she was going to pay for this. When the cops came, I saw each of them give their statements. After that, me and like 10 people came forward and gave our witness statements. It sounded like each and every one of us put complete fault on him, which was the truth. When the cops went back to him, I saw his face just sink. He probably told them it was her fault, and just found out that two handfuls of people just confirmed that he's full of shit. I've never seen that many witnesses stick around for a simple traffic accident. I think the other people felt the same way I did. That kid was a douche and should be punished for what he did. One of my college roommates was very rich growing up. I didn't realize just how rich until I had to explain to her what a coupon was in very extensive detail. On multiple occasions, she bragged that she wasn't even interested in her major, philosophy, or college in general, but she was at university because her parents were requiring her to get a degree, any degree, in order to get access to her trust fund. I don't remember ever seeing her go to class, and she eventually got expelled sophomore year over academic dishonesty. I guess this was the last straw for her parents because they cut her off pretty soon after that. This actually served as a wake-up call. She somehow managed to get a public health degree at a different school in spite of the academic dishonesty listed on her transcript. She's doing pretty well for herself these days. We've kept in touch, and last we talked, she was considering grad school. Local business owner puts son through college and more. 
When kid graduates with multiple degrees, dad decides to retire and turn over business to son. Son brings college cronies on board, has management all wear white cowboy hats and drive white pickups, begins revamping business. Dad comes out of retirement pronto, gets rid of son and cronies. Years later, bankrolls son's run for state representative. The son lost. Dad dies and leaves business to daughter. Here's a switch. Highly successful local doctor slash politician expects son to attend medical school and become doctor. Son opts out, gets a job with new company called Costco, pumping gas. He's been with that company ever since, just his regular pay raises and bonus checks give him a good life. He just didn't want the high-stress life his dad had. About 10 years ago, I was having a pint with a friend of mine. His family shit gold, I swear. I mentioned I was struggling with rent and bills while in college, and he just said, Get your mom to pay for it then, mate. She's disabled, and we've never had real money. He instantly realized what he said and did feel bad about it. I think it was the first time he really understood that not everyone has their parents to lean on financially. This is not the best, as it's pretty sad and frankly undeserved, but a good example of the question asked. I went to a very expensive private elementary school. A friend of mine grew up very wealthy, her father a surgeon and mother a stay-at-home wife. They were very controlling of her and quite honestly a little scary. They sheltered her to the extreme, and she frequently repeated insane things they said verbatim because that was all she knew. If she was told to clean her room but left an item out upon her parents' inspection, they would throw the item out, no matter what it was. Once it was something very sentimental to her, can't remember what it was, and when she told me and I expressed sympathy, she said something like, Oh no, it's, it's okay, it's my fault. If I told my children to clean their rooms but they didn't and had their friends come over, their friends would go home and tell their parents about how much of a slob my family is, and that can't happen. This was her concern at 10 years old. When it came time for college, they sent her to an expensive, hard-to-get-into school and told her that her sole purpose there was to find a husband, specifically a doctor or an engineer, to keep her as a stay-at-home wife. She flat-out told me this was her only purpose, which broke my heart because she is a smart person who was able to get into said school to begin with, and her parents should have been encouraging different goals for her. Well, she found a boyfriend, but at the end of her four years of undergrad, he turned out to be a cheating, narcissistic douchebag. The narcissistic douchebag part was obvious to me from the get-go, but she had no idea what a healthy relationship looked like. However, the cheating was obvious enough to be a deal-breaker. So instead of going straight to marriage, which disappointed her parents, and they kicked her out of the house, she suddenly had to become solely independent, find a job, and an apartment, and is doing well for herself. She's a totally different person now and has come a really long way. Somewhat distant relative spent all of his university years and 20s partying hard with the $100,000 to $120,000 allowance his rich company-owning father gave him each year. He'd travel the world each year going to Bali, Thailand, Europe, every year Oktoberfest, just rampaging. At 32 or so, he decided to settle an upscale ski resort area of the U.S. and open a business with his hot gold digger fiancé. When he went to transfer his money to his U.S. bank account, he noticed it only came to a few thousand dollars. 
He angrily asked the bank worker why she hadn't transferred the entire amount, only to be told that that was the entire amount. His father had cut him off without saying anything, and he just hadn't noticed. Absolute flatline. While working in a casino here in Las Vegas, a herd of girls came to my window, and one proceeded to tell me about her great birthday party itinerary that her dad had paid for. For her 18th birthday, with no adult in the party, just a bunch of teenage girls out in Vegas. Where none of them could do anything because none of them were 21. I couldn't even check them into their reservation. They start yelling and screaming at me. I calmly call security, and security tells them they can either go play in the arcade, or leave and try to find a hotel off the strip that will take them in without being 21. The anger turns to tears. The security guard is unmoved. Rich, scummy, injury lawyer's kid was in my class in high school. Goes to college, mid-sized school in the Midwest, and gets plastered drunk. Parents bought him and his friends alcohol since freshman year, so nothing new. And the RA says he has to write him up for alcohol in the dorms. Punches two RAs, then gets cops called on him and knocks a cop's tooth out. Long story short, his parents have to drive back six to seven hours after one day to get him, and he's not even allowed to leave the state until his hearing. Last I heard, he's working at a fast food establishment. Oh, I have one. I used to work at Starbucks, and there was a girl that was just newly hired and in training. Mind you, she was 20 years old and her parents made her get a job. She grew up in a very wealthy family. On her first or second day, I had instructed her to do the dishes to help us catch up for closing. She looked at me with these lost eyes and told me she doesn't know how. Apparently, she grew up with housemaids and literally has never cleaned a dish in her entire life. I had to teach her step by step how to clean a dish. Freshman year of college. The guy across the hall from me is a spoiled rich kid from a big southern city. Old money clearly coming out his ass. A couple weeks into the second semester, he and a buddy found a checkbook on the sidewalk. Stupid fuckers decided to write themselves a check and cash it in the bank that the account is in. The teller immediately called the cops, and they both got arrested. We talked the night he got arrested, and he laughed and said his dad would, quote, take care of it, and everything would be fine. That weekend, we met his dad as they moved everything out of the dorms since his dumbass got expelled. Guess daddy didn't take care of it. My best moment was when I got hired by a pair of Woodside, California parents to transition their horrible 18-year-old into the realities of real life, something that evaded both of them. My first action was to take away his platinum, limitless credit cards. He threw a tantrum that lasted several days. Where am I going to get the money? Get a job. My parents will fire you. They didn't. When he realized that boundaries and budgets had been set in stone, and that he not only had to pay the bills, the rent, but taxes too, he headed straight to college to wait out the next four years. He's still a little jerk, but at least he has a job and an education now. I went to school with a kid who always had a new fancy car or truck because his dad owned one of the biggest construction companies in the area. This kid was a major douche and double or triple parked his big trucks all the time. Once he got some sort of fast fancy car and went over 110 miles per hour and was getting chased by state police. 
He had friends in the car that were telling him to stop and slow down, but he wouldn't. I believe he was also drunk. But he ended up crashing into a business doing a ton of damage. He got hit with three or four felonies. Driving over 100 miles an hour is a crime in most states, and he got multiple kidnapping charges because the passengers were freaking out. Dude never came back to school, and I have no clue what he's doing now. A kid from my high school came from a well-known family that was very involved in politics. He slacked off in school and was mostly a condescending ass for years. After graduation, he didn't really do anything, but eventually decided to run for office, as he had the same name as his father. He won easily, because people didn't realize it was the kid. As a state rep, he posted on Facebook about enjoying his women battered rather than plain, and asking to join the Black Caucus because he likes hip-hop. He also dropped a loaded gun on the floor in the middle of a session after fighting for the right to carry a gun in the state house as a, quote, responsible gun owner. He kept getting elected despite these issues because his family was well-connected and he had a dedicated following from some political groups. After six years in office, he gets busted for soliciting sex from a minor over the internet. When they arrest him for that, they also discover he's been dealing drugs. The worst part is that his family is actually super nice and genuinely made the community a better place. But now they have to deal with all the issues from him. He was an apple that fell very far from the tree. So that's it for the post, guys. It's really interesting to me as someone who has never had anywhere near this level of money to get an insight into just the world of these people and how... How someone can just come to be so entitled or such a douchebag, um, I just I just can't really wrap my head around it or how disconnected they are from reality. But I, I really think I do like the refreshing part of the post was those parents out there who still want those kids to get jobs or still want them to learn how to transition into society, how to budget money, how to handle things like that or refuse to buy them another car after they wreck it. I think it's cool that someone can be wealthy and still have that grounded perspective. So we hope you enjoyed the post. As always, if you did, leave your reactions, your stories uh, in the discussion below. If you like the post, leave a like or a comment in that discussion below. It always helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to see more and hear more posts from r slash askreddit and other subreddits in the future, please subscribe. Thank you so much for watching and for listening.